0: Welcome to the Shoulda Bet More podcast presented by Goal Boys. Coming up today, Aaron Schatz of FTN Network. We will talk about Week 18, awards, futures. He is a voter, so we'll get his thoughts on everything in terms of these awards. Uh, always fun to talk to Aaron. And football is where we start. Week 18, it's hard to believe the season. It comes and it goes so quickly. You wait so long for it to get here and you look up and it is all but over. The final week, I love Week 18. I know some people say, oh, I can't bet week 18 you don't know you don't know is the best part because the books don't know either and you get some good lines and i think i'll go through my picks here and there's a theme here where motivation gets built into these numbers and it really gets over built in they know people how they think they know think, they think they think hey this team has to win so i'm going to lay the points with them uh, and we'll go through a, a bunch of these games i actually love a bunch of these games which could be a good thing could be a bad thing we'll find out and I, i'll just start with this these are the teams that if they win, they are in. So these are winning-in scenarios uh, before I get to my picks. Texans, Colts, Saturday night, the winner is in. Regardless of who wins that game, the winner is in. If the Jags beat the Titans, they win the division, and they are in. They could be knocked out if they lose. If the Packers beat the Bears on Sunday, the Packers are in with a wild card. If the Bucks beat the Panthers on Sunday, the Bucks win the division. And if the Bills beat the Dolphins, they are in they win the division so those are the five games where win and in is in play Uh, and just going through these games and what i like and and we'll talk to aaron about this coming up to me one of the crazier lines of the week steelers ravens i know the steelers need the game and they still have an outside shot to get in after winning a couple games and being left for dead a couple weeks ago but to me to be laying four at baltimore uh, there was a game 2019 same exact scenario the ravens were home they had nothing to play for they locked up the number one seed and the Steelers still had a shot to get in the playoffs same exact scenario Ravens rested their guys the Ravens beat them by 28 to 10 it was RG3 versus Duck Hodges Uh, I actually thought for that reason because the Ravens went into the playoffs with the bye with all the time off and they lost their first game I thought Harbaugh might rethink and say all right let me play Lamar at least a quarter a half to go from December 31st when they beat the Dolphins to January 20th January 21st in the Divisional round when they play again. That's a lot of time off. It's almost a month off. It's 21, 22 days. That's that's a lot of time. I thought maybe he played Lamar. He's not going to, but Huntley is one of huntley is one of the better backups in the league. He is an elite backup, and you can't rest all your guys. So that's still a good Ravens team. Which I mean, look, let's just put it this way: if both teams were healthy, rested, motivated, all that, if this was just a normal game, Baltimore would be laying like 10 to Pittsburgh, maybe. So now they're getting four. You're going to have a 14 point adjustment. That to me is crazy. These games are always close. These games are always low scoring. The totals 35. So to me, these games are always 20 to 17, 17 to 14. Ravens are a pick. Um, th- that is one of them. So that's Saturday. That starts you off. Texans Colts. I have no feel for, but I'll just go through some of these games on Sunday. I, and again, there's a theme here. These teams that are getting points that have nothing to play for. I think these lines are inflated. Jags, Laying four now to the Titans. I will take the Titans plus the four. I don't like Lawrence. I don't like a banged-up Lawrence trying to play. Maybe it's Beathard. Maybe it's uh, a beat-up Lawrence. My guess is it's going to be Lawrence. He was limited Thursday in practice. I think it'll be probably Lawrence. But again, he's played terrible trying to play through these injuries these last few weeks when he did play. The Jags ended the Titans season last year. So the Titans, you, you think, will be out for revenge. They're home. They're getting over the three, which is the key number. And remember that Jags Titans game last year, week 18, same scenario. Jags needed whoever won, won the division. Jags were trailing late at home versus Josh Dobbs. They needed a fumble return for a touchdown to win that game. So that game was close. These games are always close. To me, this is overinflated. I will take the Titans plus the points. Same sort of thinking, Bucks Panthers. The Bucks played the Panthers about a month or so ago in Tampa. The line was three and a half. Now this game is in Carolina. You're going to flip home field. Not that Carolina has some great home field, but now it's four and a half. And that game a month or so ago, that was 23-20. Anyone could have won. The Panthers covered. They were right in this game. The Panthers, oh, look, they're 2-14. They're 2-14 for a reason. But uh, to me, you can't lay the points here with the Bucs. Bucks are a lousy team. I don't like Baker as a favorite here. I will take Carolina plus the points uh, for that game. And Giants-Eagles, give me the Giants plus the points. The Eagles, this game only matters to them if Dallas somehow gets upset by Washington, which is not going to happen. Similar scenario to last year. Giants were playing the Eagles. Washington was playing Dallas. And Dallas came out on late in the night because it was Dallas who had nothing to play for unless they got an upset from the Giants over Philly. So I could see a scenario where Philly, they've already started to hint, hey, we're going to do its best for our team. Maybe we'll rest some guys. This is a beat-up team with a lot of issues. Hurts has been hurt. The defense has been struggling. They need a bit of a breather. They've had a brutal gauntlet of a schedule this last two months or so. So maybe they use this as like a mini-buy. They see Dallas is up 10-0, and they say, hey, why run Hurts? Why get Hurts hurt? Why go through this? We're going to be the five. Dallas is going to beat Washington anyway. Let's just rest our guys, and we'll we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take it easy this week, even if they played hard. I mean, Giants getting five. Giants have played hard here. They were competitive with, with Philly on Christmas. They almost beat the Rams last week. Tyrod Taylor's a massive upgrade over DeVito and really over what Daniel Jones was giving you the first month or so of the season. So the Giants are a play as well. So Ravens, Titans, Panthers, and the Giants are the plays. tempted to take Washington plus the 13 because I just think you get Dallas outside, out of their home building on grass outside. To me, it's not the same team. I just I worry about a dead Washington team. But that line, again, completely inflated. Not something I, I want to get involved with in terms of laying the points. So uh, the rest of the games, there's a lot where you could just cross them off. At least for me, where I have no interest in getting involved. Like Patriots, Jets. There's going to be weather, so I could see taking it under there. You're going to have snow. You're going to have two bad quarterbacks, two good defenses, two defensive conservative coaches in Salah and Belichick. Total's 30 and a half, but if you're getting wind, snow, bad quarterback play, unless there's defensive scores, to me that's like a 13-10, 10-3 type of game. 30 and a half slow, but it might not be low enough and just bouncing around here. Uh, Bears getting three against the Packers. That's one I I would think about adding. I, I do like the Bears there to me, those are even teams. You might even say the Bears are better. Bears have played really well on defense. Fields can run around. Again, they're just, they're just taxing you on the fact that, hey, the Packers need to win to get in. So that's one where I'll just take the three. I think that's a complete toss-up game. I'm sure the Bears would love to beat them too. The Packers have owned them for years, decades now. They've been, the Packers have been a little bit of a bully to them where the, the Bears can pay them back here and get a little revenge and knock the Packers out and Similar to last year where the Lions went into Green Bay. Lions had nothing to play for. They had just gotten eliminated, and the Packers win in their end, and Lions upset them. We see it every year. We saw it with Jags Colts a couple years ago. Mentioned Lions-Packers last year on Sunday Night Football. These teams with nothing to play for. They sometimes get up to play spoilers, so be very careful with these teams. Hey, this team's got nothing to play for. This team has to get in. Take the team that has to get in, lay the points. Got to be careful with that. Just bouncing around the rest of these games, though. There are a few games where I just, to me, they're total cross-offs. Rams, 49ers, both these teams rest in a ton of guys I want no part of. Chiefs uh, are not going to play Mahomes. They're not going to play their guys. I wouldn't lay the three and a half with the Chargers, but Chargers-Chiefs to me is a pretty easy cross-off and then just bouncing around. like Raiders-Broncos, I, I want nothing to do with. Texans-Colts on Saturday night. It's a fun game. It's a good game to, to watch in, in terms of like, hey, this is an important game, but – I don't trust Stroud on the road as a rookie and a winning in spot. And I, I don't really want to back Minshew Colts at plus one and a half or a great teaser leg. Uh, again, th- th- there's a lot, I mean, this game's fun because or this week's fun because the playoff picture changes in front of your eyes in terms of every play, every quarter and you get to like three 30 Eastern. And actually a lot of these games that mean something are four 30 Eastern, but you get to that window where, Hey, it's the last hour of the games and so many different things are changing. The playoff matches are changing in front of your eyes. It's just fun. It's a lot of fun. It's it's really my favorite week of the year. The game of the week, Bill's Dolphins. I just I don't know how you get to Bill's minus three. I know Miami's got a million injuries. Waddle's banged up. Chubb's out for the year. and Waddle's a good player, but Waddle's always hurt. Uh, Hill's been in and out of practice. His house was on fire, I saw. Um, so who knows if that's why he missed practice or he just, he, you know, he, he's been hurt. He hasn't really been the same player the last month or so. I still can't get to Bills minus three. What you're saying, if Bills are minus three here, if you flip home fields and there's some three and a half minus 120 out there, what you're saying is if you flip home field, Bills are a seven-point favorite on Miami. I know there's injuries from Miami. I I can't get there. I really can't. It's interesting. If the Bills, their scenarios, they win to the two seed, they could lose and be out. They could be in the two seed and hosting the Colts, which is as cushy a matchup as you can ask for or they could be the six seed at Kansas city week one, which would be a great game. It wouldn't be great for them, even though they beat them already. It'd be great in terms of just a, a fun matchup, but that's the disparity in terms of all the different moving parts. There's so many different scenarios, all the parity this year in the league where there's not too many terrible teams. There's two great teams, but there's a, just so many teams in the middle makes this week wild where there's so many teams still in the mix. I think 20 teams are still alive. Now, some of them are like the Vikings where they need to win and they need to a few teams to lose so some of them are unrealistic but the fact they have this many teams in it makes this week fun so to discuss all of that and a little bit more we will talk with aaron shots get his thoughts on this week who he's voting for who he likes that is next this is the should a bit more podcast all right we are back let's talk a little nfl from ftn network he is the creator of dvoa it is the great aaron shots aaron what's going on man how are you Hey, I'm good. It's been a great season. So, uh, I'm looking forward to a good playoffs. It goes by so fast, man. You know, doesn't hard, it, it? It's hard to believe. We talk about it all spring and summer just waiting for these games to get here. You talk about season-long bets and you look up at week 8, it's week 13 and boom, we're we're on to the final week. Let's let's start with this because this is a, a bet that a book in Vegas posts. I think it's an interesting just thought exercise. Who will win the Super Bowl? Choice A, Ravens or 49ers? Choice B is the field. Where would you go with that one?
1: Oh, let's see. Um, I would go with Ravens or 49ers. I would too. And I I think your numbers love the Ravens and 49ers. The Ravens and 49ers in DVOA come out as historically good teams. The Ravens are the number three team of all time through 16 games. And the 49ers are the number six team of all time. So, we have them more likely than the market to win it all. So, yeah, I would go with Ravens or 49ers.
0: So, that exact matchup in the Super Bowl, you shop around, you get like plus 350, plus 375. with that all good with, bets? Yeah. Good bets oh, for you?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, God.
0: Yeah. Uh, you mentioned what you said top three and top. So, Ravens were three and the 49ers were five. Ravens are
1: third. Uh, it goes uh, 2007. Pa- this is for regular season only. Yeah. 2007 Patriots. 1991 Redskins, then the Ravens,
0: then the 85 Bears, the 2010 Patriots, and then the 49ers. Wow, I'm surprised. And that was the the 2010 Patriots. That was the team that lost to the Jets in their first playoff game in the divisional round, right? But they destroyed, if you look at that Patriots team, the last seven or eight games of the regular season, they just destroyed opponent after opponent by like 40 points including the Jets, and I think it was yeah, a absolutely. Monday night football game. That's why that that was one of the more shocking upsets in playoff in, in recent memory because they had just killed the Jets, and the Jets went in there and not only won the game in Foxborough, but won it won it pretty convincingly. That's interesting. Um, If I told you that the Ravens don't win it, the 49ers don't win it. I guess this is an interesting or a different way to ask who's the third best team. Who would upset that in terms of, all right, neither of those teams won a Super Bowl. Who's a team that that is going to steal it?
1: We have the number three team in terms of Super Bowl odds is the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Interesting, and, and, my, and the reason
1: why is because Miami, Buffalo, and Kansas City,
0: which are our next three teams in DVOA, all have to face each other, right? right. So their odds are lesser. And there's not even like I'm sure if, if you could if I could tell you right now, hey Buffalo is going to get in, that would change things. If I gave them and if they get in, they're probably going to be the two if they win. But I mean, this is just a unique scenario where we not only do we not know. If they're going to get in, what seed they're going to be. It's just I uh, I saw today they're like twelve to 1, 13 to one to win the whole thing. And and we don't even know if they're going to be in.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, we our numbers like the Bills and have liked the Bills all season. And the Bills were my preseason pick. Uh, but I think even if the Bills get in, no, if the Bills get in, we'll have them higher than the Cowboys, I think.
0: Uh anything you like for this week in terms of
1: lines. Oh, you want me to do this week? I like Detroit minus three and a half. Uh, I think Dan Campbell will come to play. I think the Lions are something like seventh in weighted DVOA, uh, which gives more weight to recent games. And the Vikings are like 22nd, and their quarterback situation is a mess. So I think uh, Detroit minus three and a half. And then the other one I like is Baltimore plus four, because the Ravens four years ago were this good. And then they played their backups against the Steelers when the Steelers had to win to get into the playoffs and they won 28 to 10. There's only so many backups you can play, right? Like you're only allowed to make seven players inactive and then you can have three or four players who never see the field and then everyone else has to play. So the Ravens are like, if you took 45 percentage points off the Ravens DVOA,
0: they would still be favored over the Steelers given that the game is in Baltimore. Do you remember who played quarterback for those teams in that game 2019 because I talked about I, it my I was, that exact Rob,
1: game. I was Robert
0: Griffin for Baltimore was it Duck Hodges for Pittsburgh 2 for 2 you got it yeah it's hard to believe because you think RG3 you think about him as a media guy now he's been you know doing these games college football games yeah that was his last years. NFL season i think that was his last NFL I game. thought he played during the pandemic i remember remember there oh, was like he- a Wednesday afternoon game where everybody was out for Baltimore and he had to actually start so i think he might have played during the pandemic Oh he did play one more year then okay yeah. So so you like you like Detroit and you like Baltimore. I am totally with you on Baltimore. It's interesting. I thought because that year in 2019 they rested Lamar and then they lost the first round. I thought maybe Harbaugh plays them a little bit. That is a long way off. December 31st. It's a long way off. Play it, Miami.
1: It is a long layoff
0: because uh but there I mean
1: there've been teams before. Listen, like Philadelphia in 2004 sat everybody for 2 weeks. 2 weeks. And then had the bye week. And then came out and made it to the Super Bowl anyway and only lost to the Patriots by seven points, which is pretty good considering Terrell Owens was coming back from an injury and really shouldn't have even been playing. So,
0: I mean, there are teams that have done this resting thing and have gone on to win it all. Yeah. Do do your numbers have any – do they show any edge in terms of teams that rest or don't rest or is that something you don't really know? Not anything that I've ever been able to come up with. I feel like we play the results with that stuff where – you know, if they're, if they're rest, if you take the time off and you win you say, oh, they were rested, they were fresh. And then it, if, you know, they take the time off and they lose you say, oh, you know, they were too, they were rusty. Yeah. So you I only think-
1: need a, you only need a week of rest, right? Right. The, the taking the extra week, the the sitting guys this week is, is much more about avoiding injury than it is about resting guys. I mean, you know, with the exception of like a Christian McCaffrey who actually has an injury, but like uh, for Lamar Jackson, the issue is not resting him for two weeks. It's that they just don't want him to get hurt. Right.
0: And Huntley's as good a backup as they're in the league. I mean, he almost won a playoff game last year in, in Cincinnati, I think it was. So. I remember the Patriots. Uh, I don't remember what year it was,
1: but they played Wes Welker in a meaningless Week 17 game against Houston, yep. and he tore an ACL or something, and, and they lost him for the playoffs, and, and they lost to Denver that year. So, um, you know, there there is history of teams losing guys in the last week beat by injury.
0: Yeah, was that the two thousand nine when they lost to the Ravens in the first round? I'm trying. No, to No, it was Those later were... than that. It, it was. Yeah, but I, I don't remember exactly what year it was. It might have been yeah. like two thousand twelve. Yeah, because I remember that that Ravens year it was Flacco's rookie year. He went in. Brady went in with just very few weapons around him. Flacco's second him year. Ball. Yeah, two thousand nine was. Yep, you're right. Left. Yep, you're right.
1: The the Patriots are incredibly number one in DVOA for that year which is considered, it's considered a down year for the Patriots because of all the locker room issues that they had, where there were some players who didn't like Belichick and like Adelius Thomas and stuff. And uh, it, it always shocks Patriots reporters when I tell them that the Patriots were number one for 2009.
0: Interesting. That was January 3rd, 2010. He got hurt. So maybe it was the 2009. Yeah, it was the 2009. 2009. All these years run together. We're just, uh, we're getting old. Speaking speaking of the past, I, I'm just curious, you as a fan, a couple things. Do you like this format with the seven teams, the extra wild card, or do you miss it when there was the two buys? Uh, no, I liked the two buys. Me too. I liked giving two teams the opportunity
1: to play for the buy because you still had the 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 one seed still meant something because it meant home field advantage. Yes. But then the two seed meant, now the two seed doesn't mean much more than the three. And also, uh, to be selfish, six games is exhausting. Like, writing previews for six games is exhausting. Like, four games is
0: good. See, I like the extra games just because I like the extra games to watch, but I agree. I miss the layered sort of prizes, the layered sort of of, uh, incentives where – You know, like you said, the one seed, you get the whole boat, you get the buy, you get the home field throughout. But the two still meant a lot. And the two if the if the one got upset, the two could get everything. The two could get basically what my nightmare is that they're
1: eventually going to no buys and they're gonna go to a schedule where there's three Saturday games, four Sunday games, and one Monday game, and that will just be completely exhausting.
0: Please Mm -hmm. don't do That I wouldn't like. There should be the buy. You should reward. There should be some reward for the regular season where you get the buy. So that would be what? Eight teams in each conference? That's too many. Is that is that what it would be? Yeah. That's, I mean, look, all the sports are going there, whether it's NCAA tournament with planes, NBA with planes, baseball adds a million teams. I mean, they're I mean, the, college the NFL football. NFL is in an
1: interesting situation where the way they have the conferences and divisions structured is perfect. Like, um, you know, they haven't expanded since 2002. And there's no question that, football is popular and i mean we can argue about whether there are enough quarterbacks to for 32 teams let alone more than that but there's no question that the nfl football is popular enough they could add 4 teams tomorrow and not lose any money the problem
0: is that it upsets the perf- like the perfect setup of the divisions yeah no, I I liked it with the six each. And again, you get the extra games now, but I just I just thought it was perfect with the six each, the 16 games. I thought it was round numbers. You could be eight and eight. Now there's no eight and eight teams. I don't know. Uh, well, no. that's definitely, that is definitely not long for this world. They are absolutely going
1: to 18. Of course. There's no question. Next CBA, they are making the players take the 18
0: game season. We're not doing this 17 game season very long. And you think what, two buys? Uh, yeah, two buys. Yeah. Um, Just we'll, we'll bounce around here. What do you want to happen with Belichick? Because you're a Patriots fan. For those people who don't know, you're a Patriots fan. What, what do you think happens with Belichick? So what do you want to happen? What do you think happens?
1: Um, my worry is that he's not the right guy to rebuild with a young quarterback. And that this is their opportunity to start fresh. As great as he is. And the fact is, as a coach, he's still got them playing hard. Like, they clearly haven't quit. Uh, But on the other hand, like, for example, you know, special teams is super important to him and they've sucked, sucked on special teams for two years now. So like, if that's not working, then what, you know, what is? So what I want to have happen is I want them to trade him to an NFC team and get something in return. What I think is going to happen is that they're going to try to trade him to an NFC team and they're not going to necessarily get a deal that they like and they're going to have to just let him go. But what I want, I, what I definitely do not expect to happen is I do not expect Robert Kraft to come out next Monday morning and say Bill
0: Belichick is fired. That's a tough one. It doesn't
1: make any sense to not try. You have him under contract. You know that the Commanders would want him, the Panthers, the Falcons might, might want him. Like you can get him out of your conference and get another and get some draft picks. It makes no sense to just fire him on Monday. Like you got to try
0: to get something for it. Now, with a player, you can just trade a player, and I don't care. Unless you have a no-trade clause, I'll just trade you wherever. I don't really care if you want to go there. Can Belichick, can he Can he stop that? Does he have any power? Hey, I don't want to coach the Panthers. I don't want to coach Washington. Is that a factor if if, if that's the case? Sure. I think he's got some say over it. Yeah. And, and he'll, he'll want to negotiate with Washington
1: to get full power. And I don't know whether you would want to give him full power at this point. His drafts haven't been very good. Right. But as a game coach, as an in-game coach, you know, people still think he's one of the best now. You know, he's still the greatest of all time. So people who think Brady made Belichick are ridiculous because it's like 2000. It's like those people for those people, 2001 and 2003 never happened. It's like the Giants Super Bowls never happened. Like the, the idea that Brady made Belichick, like Brady without Belichick wins like two and Belichick without Brady wins like two. It's together that they win six. Yeah. And even the the last Rams Super Bowl, the last one the Patriots went together, I was like 13-3. 13 3. It was three, an ugly right. game. That was a yeah. defensive. That was not, I mean, Brady, you know, made, Brady definitely made some throws. He was definitely better than Jared Goff in that game. But yeah, that was a defensive
0: effort. And you're right. There is an age thing where people just weren't alive, don't, weren't following football. 2001, like, first of all, Brady was hurt in the AFC title game. Brady.
1: Brady was not Brady until 2004. The first three years, he was, I mean, not even Brock Purdy. He was a, game manager he was a he was a very average quarterback the first three years and that was good because they were at super defense and special teams and the running game was good and that was what they needed it was only in 2004 that brady suddenly became a top
0: quarterback and was for the rest of his career yeah it's funny i remember the year after they won the super bowl they missed the playoffs it was so it was 2002 and he actually that's when he started to throw the ball more he started to come out of his shell but i mean that's the origin story of football outsiders that's why I got started doing
1: this in the first place was the 2002 Patriots. I wanted to prove that establishing the run didn't mean
0: anything for them. And that's how I got started. Wow. I didn't know that. Um, So in the, in, like just stay on the coaching carousel, your assumption that the chargers won't be open? Like you think Harbaugh is going to go to the chargers? Cause a lot of people have linked Belichick I, to the chargers. I have no idea what the, yeah, what Harbaugh,
1: I mean, there's a possibility that Kraft would try to trade him within the conference, but my guess is that the the dream scenario for the Patriots is to get draft picks and get
0: him to the NFC. Yeah. Um, speaking of NFC, you think I, I heard you yesterday uh, with Gil Alexander. I'm on the same page in terms of fields. I would trade him. I want a, a good defense with a, a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal. Is that what you think the Bears do? You think they trade him here when the season ends?
1: Yes, I think the Bears will trade fields.
0: They could get more for the number one pick
1: than they would get for fields. But they trade field because, I mean, even if I'm wrong and Fields does develop as a passer, it's unlikely that he turns into a top 10 passer and you're going to have to give him a big contract in two years. So better to get the rookie and have the five years of the cheap quarterback and then get some draft picks for Fields.
0: Totally with you. I and mean, that's a scary team, man. If they do it right w- with the defense, the picks, if they hit on the quarterback. And they, they are seventh in weighted DVOA. That Good.
1: defense has really come around in the second half of the year.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised they're plus three this week against Green Bay. I have them more of equal teams. I know Agreed. Green Bay's motivated. They're home, but is a lot. Three saying. Agreed. Yeah, three saying Green Bay's a little better than them, and I'm not sure. Like Green Bay, Chicago might be the better team right now. Like Chicago, I think would be the more dangerous playoff team than Green Bay. I don't know if that's crazy to you. Yeah, I mean,
1: if you go with the idea that offense is more predictive than defense, then Green Bay is probably the would be the better playoff team. But I mean, they're they're very close right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, awards. What are you most sure of right now, if anything, in terms of what you're going to be voting for? Wow. Um, the thing I am most sure of is that I am
1: either voting for DeMar Hamlin, number one for comeback player of the year, or he's not going to be on my ballot at all, but I don't know which of those two things I'm doing. Interesting. Do you have a lean either way right now? No, but the the theory is either we're making this about the comeback or we're making this about the player. If we're making this about the comeback, I mean, there's no question. What's the best comeback it's Hamlin. But if you're making this about how good is the player that came back, you know, that came back from something I and mean, the dude's barely seen the field. So either he's the comeback player of the year, but, or he's not, but he's definitely not two. <laughs> he's definitely not third. Like he's either, he's either the guy or he's not the guy. Um, I'm trying to think like, what would I say that I'm the most, dec- I'm like very undecided right now.
0: On everything.
1: On everything. Like, like, the best
0: thing I can say is that I've got a number of categories where I've whittled it down to two guys. Anything that goes against convention? Is it Lamar Is it Lamar and somebody else for MVP? I mean, is there anything where you, you think... I'm not here... necessarily voting for Lamar Jackson for MVP. Interesting. Well, if... I, I might.
1: I might vote for him for MVP. Uh, it depends in part on what Dak Prescott and Josh Allen do in Week 17. Wow. Interesting. Dak, Dak would have to have a really good game to adjust for how bad the Washington defense is. But I mean at a certain point, like the stats, you've got to, you know, I'm a stats guy. And the stats show that Dak and Allen have more value than Jackson this year, and it's not like they're it's not like they're Brock Purdy, right? It's not like you're like, well, they're not that impressive, but the scheme is so good and the teammates are so good. Like you can have that argument for Purdy and Tua, but you can't have that argument for Josh Allen or Dak. But but the question about Lamar Jackson is how much credit do you want to give Lamar Jackson for things that are not him? Like how much credit do you want to give him for how good their running game is? Because we know that part of the reason their running game is so good is fear of Lamar Jackson. But th- that's not stats that Lamar Jackson gets, right? So how much bonus do you give Lamar Jackson for that? It's a tough. Uh, it's a tough decision. Um, But I mean, luckily, Brock Purdy was nice enough to have a really bad game, so that I don't have to make the Brock Purdy decision.
0: Uh, Had him twenty-three to one. I guess I still have him twenty-three to one. But that that one will not get home. That was a painful way for that one to go down in in emphatic fashion. How about Coach of the Year? Uh, Uh, Coach Coach of the Year has like eight guys. I mean, it's ridiculous how many I could.
1: I wish I could vote for eight different guys, and I probably would still be leaving someone off my. I mean, let me think. Like, uh, Stefanski. D'Amico Ryans, uh, Shanahan, McVay, McDaniel, Dan Campbell, um, O'Connell, uh, John Harbaugh. Like, I mean, I just keep going and going and going on
0: on good coach of the year candidates. Any way you're leaning? Yeah, but I'm not going to say. Let me ask it this way. Do you think, like, Stefanski's rescuing his guys this year, uh, this week against the Browns. Do you think people that are on the fence, if they lose like 30 or three, people say, oh, he lost 30 to three, I'm going to hold God that I against think. them? I hope not. No. Yeah. I wouldn't, I I wouldn't hope that, think so, but you never know.
1: Yeah. This week's game should not matter for if you're voting for Stefanski or McVeigh or Shanahan or
0: Andy Reid uh, or uh, Harbaugh. It, it shouldn't matter. It should matter. Yeah. Especially, I mean, those guys have, those teams have earned the right to rest. So, all right, Aaron, this was fun, man. Let everyone know where they could find you.
1: Yeah. I bet the FTN network now, by the way, FTN network is going to be consolidating everything under the FTN fantasy. Uh, url so you want to go to Ftnfantasy.com for all the ftn stuff that's the bets that's the daily fantasy stuff that's the data charting that's regular fantasy and that's dvoa so you find me at Ftnfantasy.com slash dvoa or on social media at a shots
0: nfl which is a s c h a t z nfl aaron you're the best man appreciate a few minutes here hopefully we'll catch up here down the road all right peace out all right, that will do it. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Aaron Shots. Always fun talking to him. Enjoy week 18. Appreciate you guys listening. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Really helps us out. Leave a review. Until then, be back Monday. See you guys then.